Welcome to this podcast that is all about funding. From grants to crowdfunding, I will be answering questions and providing tips and advice on how to best move forward in securing grants and funding for your nonprofit, research, or business. My name is Holly Rustic, and I'm creator of WeGo Consulting and Amazon best-selling author for wish-granted tips, tools, and templates to write a winning grant. Want to get more grant writing and funding resources, books, and online courses? Visit www.grantwritingandfunding.com or wegogrants.com. Check out our free templates. Or if you have any grant writing or funding questions, you can always send me an email at hollywego at gmail.com. That's H-O-L-L-Y-W-E-G-O at gmail.com. I'm excited to hear from you and to try my best to answer any questions so that you can increase your funding and impact your community and the world at large. So let's get started because money can be groovy. Hey guys, uh, before we get started today, I just want to go ahead and say that the Facebook group is open. All right, so myself with Steve Vick of Nonprofit Ally and Alexandra Black Pollock, we have actually, she does a lot of earned income, Steve does crowdfunding for nonprofits, and of course I focus on grant writing for nonprofits. And we've formed a little team and we've opened up a Facebook group called Fund My Nonprofit. And you can check that out on Facebook. It is open to the public, invite other people. We each uh, kind of give tips and tools throughout the week, but you also have a place then to really collaborate with other nonprofits and to find out what they're doing to uh, raise monies for their nonprofit. So this is a really great place for you guys to interact. Once again, it's called Fund My Nonprofit on Facebook. All right, guys, so here we go. Hey guys, all right, welcome to 026, how to find grants, all platforms to access grant opportunities. So we are really looking at how to find grants in this series, clearly, Um, and our topic for today is actually where do you find those grants? So it's looking at all of the places where the different federal and foundation grant opportunities are so you can actually access the opportunities and write your solicitations, grant applications, letters of solicitations, letters of intent, all of these different things so you can actually apply for the money. All right, to get us started, I have a quote here um, from Grant Cardone. I love his stuff. Anyways, um, here it is. Obscurity is a bigger problem than money. And I love this because it could not be truer when it comes to finding grant funding sources. If these funding sources are hidden away in some obscure world to your nonprofit, then this becomes the main root of not having any grant money. If you cannot find the sources that hold the money, then you will never be able to tap into the funding. Now, notice that I stated that it might be just obscure to your nonprofit. It does not mean that the funding source only publishes grant announcements on page 515 in a hardcover outdated book in an old dusty library. Nope, although that may have been the case pre and early internet days. I remember back in uh, 2005, I would drive down to the Foundation Center in D.C. in order to access uh, international funding sources. So I would go into the Foundation Center, and it's great because they offer this. You can go in there. You can look through everything. You don't have to pay. It's wonderful. And of course, but this was after traveling a few hours in traffic, paying like high parking fees, you know, because at that point in time, the foundation directory online only had their national foundations published online. So if I wanted access for international organizations giving funding, I would have to drive down 
and just, you know, into DC and pour over these really thick books with, at many times, they had outdated information. So as much as this was an inconvenience, at least I was in driving distance to one of the five brick and mortar locations for the Foundation Center. Um, but, you know, a lot of people used to go into libraries too. And, you know, it's just, we have the internet these days, so it's so much easier to access the information and to get updated information, which is very imperative. So, Today's world is very different as there is an overwhelming number of grant databases to the point that grant research can still be a full-time job. It doesn't mean that it's made it easier necessarily because now there's so much to sift through. Even though access is prevalent, there are some new gatekeepers to access grant opportunities. And these gatekeepers are either monetary or technical. They are monetary gatekeepers as many foundation databases only allow access for paying members. Therefore, accessing foundation funding sources can be pricey if you are enrolling in membership clubs. The gatekeepers are technical hurdles when it comes to certain federal sites requiring logistical steps of system numbers, filed through complicated processes, frequent password changes, and upgrades in software. In either case, the access is still there even though it can feel like access is rampant, it can be also overwhelming, and it can you can access um or you can meet with gatekeepers to actually get this information. So I'm going to go over today all of the best places to actually find foundation and federal grant funding sources so you can get grants. All right, so where is the best place to find funding sources? It really depends on the types of grants you are looking for. We did cover the different types of grants in the previous episode of uh, 025, so you can definitely go back and check out the different types of grants. Now we're going to look at the different kinds of funding sources. So let's look at where to find the grants, and over the course of this podcast series on how to find grants, we will go into more depth about how to utilize each of these platforms to find the best fit funding sources for your nonprofit. Yes, by the end, you will become a grant researcher ninja. All right, so a side note here, I do want to talk about this because with grants, there's always a little element of surprise. Uh, A side note is that searching for grants is an art and a science and also subject to changing strategies. For example, a new step in accessing grants.gov, we're going to go over grants.gov in a minute, uh, for starting entities to actually get their system for award management is that you have to now have a notarized letter. This is due to the recent cyber hack in March 2018 into the System for Award Management, otherwise known as SAM. This database is a federal government's vendor base, and to submit a federal grant, you need to be entered into SAM. So the latest news is that there was a person giving fake notifications of award. Uh, One of these, anyways, that I heard, there's other things going, but the one particular one I heard is somebody was out there giving fake notifications of award for the administration for Native Americans, uh, the person sent a realistic-looking letter to individuals notifying them of the grant award, and then asked for personal and banking information. So that's crazy. So right when they hacked in, this is when that grant had been just recently due, and then people actually, you know, this person, they went and they, they said, hey, you guys won the award, so I want your personal banking information. Federal agencies will not ask for personal or banking information by phone or email, okay? It goes through a federal procurement process. So federal agencies will also publish the grantees on their website. So if you think anything's kind of fishy, then definitely call the actual 
place the federal agency, not just on that email that you got or that phone call, but actually go to the agency website just to make sure everything's okay. And another thing is there's a lot of people that send emails saying, hey, pay for SAM for your system award management. SAM is free. You will never have to pay. So that is a scam. All right. So anyways, I just kind of wanted to highlight those things as you go forward into grants. Um, you know, now that there's more access online, it's fantastic, but there's definitely some risk there too. So you have to be kind of aware of that. Federal grants and contracts. Look at Let's look at the federal side first. So like I said, we're getting into grants.gov. When researching federal grants, the big daddies are grants.gov and the Catalog for Domestic Assistance, otherwise known as CFDA. Grants.gov is a federal search engine that is online at, you guessed it, www.grants.gov. This is a great platform as it captures federal grants, has great search engine tools, and is where you will also need to submit your federal grant application through the new workspace. Okay. Uh, in 2018, Grants.gov now requires you to submit grants through their hosted platform called Workspace. This is integrated into Grants.gov and requires you to upload or fill out online all necessary documents in submitting a grant. If you haven't used Workspace yet, think of it like a hybrid Google Docs software. I actually really like it as you do not have to send your grant narratives, budgets, and so forth through email threads where different people may be working on the grant at the same time. And then suddenly there's like two versions or five versions and you're like, oh my gosh, I have to integrate everything into one. Or I guess really confusing. Uh, Workspace allows for working on documents either online or you can lock the feature if you download a version to work on so nobody else can access it and then all of a sudden there's multiple versions. It's actually pretty cool and it does remind me of Google Docs in a lot of ways. The other really cool feature is that once you fill out a grant through Workspace, it will populate some information for you on your next grant. That's pretty cool because you know how all those SF-424s, if you've been applying for federal grants for a while, there's some forms that, you know, you have to fill out the same information over and over again, but this will pre-populate some of that information so you will not have to do that. So we will definitely go over Workspace and Grants.gov in more depth at a, in a later podcast, but we are referencing it now as a place to look for federal grants. If you're like, I just want to go look for grants right now, Holly. Okay, and I want to see what's out there for federal grants. Go to grants.gov. Go ahead, play around with it. Check it out. Um, and, you know, actually get your username and all that kind of stuff so you can access the grant opportunities. In grants.gov, you can enter in terms in the search button to find grant opportunities, or you can search by categories, geography, federal agency, and so forth. If you find yourself just not having the time to jump on grants.gov every day to check for funding opportunities, a very cool function is that you can subscribe to an automated email alerting you to certain uh, grant categories that you select. And once again, this is free. Very cool. On grants.gov, there is an area to learn about grants, Search, search for grants, apply for grants, an area for grant support forms, ways to connect, and, and other kinds of support. So there's actually more than just applying for grants on grants.gov. They actually give you a lot of resources. So it's a great place. If you haven't checked it out, go check it out. Or if you only use it for one, you know, just for looking for grants, you might say, hey, you know what? I'm going to spend a day and I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to look and kind of play around and see what else they have to access and what my nonprofit can really benefit from these free resources. 
All right, our next one, CFDA, can be found at www.cfda.gov, although in the near future, it will be moved to beta.sam.gov, all right? So, and there's a little referral if you go to cfda.gov that will kick you over um, in the near future. I guess they're, they have a beta coming up testing so they can integrate. You know, this year what I'm really seeing with the federal grants um, is that they are really trying to integrate their systems more because right now there's different federal agency websites. Um, it's just, there. there's so many different places to go. So they're really trying to streamline it. Um, and in some ways I see that's working well, like with the new workspace and in other areas, I see that it's not working so well. And I can definitely talk about that more later, but let's look at CFDA. So CFDA is quote, a government-wide compendium of federal programs, projects, services, and activities that provide assistance or benefits to the American public. It contains financial and non-financial assistance programs administered by departments and establishments of the federal government, end quote. So it's a really great resource. It's a great website as it enables you to find out more about the federal agencies and which ones that publish grants and funding that meet your organization's needs. According to their website, here's another quote for you, quote, the primary purpose of the catalog is to assist users in identifying programs that meet specific objectives of the, of the potential applicant and to obtain general information on the federal assistance programs, the, end quote. This is true. Information on CFDA includes programs, agencies, regional agency offices, and general information. Search terms include keyword or program name, assistance type, applicant eligibility, use of assistance, beneficiary eligibility, deadlines, the date the grant was modified, and the date the grant was published, and several other options of narrowing down grant notices. I do not find CFDA as user-friendly as grants.gov. Definitely, it's an old-school website um, compared to the new nifty uh, grants.gov. But the information about the federal agencies is a little more robust. So it's nice to kind of look at both of these websites. All right, I'm going to touch here on another federal uh, platform, but not grants. But okay, we're going to go over why in a second. This is FedBizOps. So you may have heard of FedBizOps. Um, this website is arguably more for for-profit companies, but this is where the federal contract opportunities are published in the amount of greater than 25000 So why would nonprofits want to access federal contracts? Well, possibly you have a business side set up to earn income for products or services uh, for your nonprofit. And this is a, that would actually be a great way to actually earn profits that could then fund those pesky operational or construction costs that are so hard to get covered under grants. There are several ways to use this site and to search for potential government contract work. You can access the search engine by entering in the following. The solicitation number, so that's kind of like your funding opportunity announcement number in grants.gov. This would be your solicitation number. NAWIX code, and those are certain codes like you might do program management, construction, all these other things. Um, they have different codes that you can find. The dates, and they publish three days up to 60 days posted procurement classification code, and the federal agency that's actually awarding the contracts. So how FedBizOps differs from grants.gov and CFDA is that FedBizOps is soliciting for government contract work. Even though there are services that fall under the scope, it is for work that directly benefits the federal government. 
Whereas grants.gov and CFDA showcase grant opportunities that fund organizations to carry out the goals of the government within the community. Of course, this also benefits the government, but usually more indirectly. For example, the federal government has a goal to reduce poverty, so will award grants through grants.gov to nonprofit organizations or city governments to provide services that enable people to get out of poverty or services to prevent poverty. Whereas contract work published on FedBizOps might be for a small business, um, asking a small business to construct buildings on a military site or to provide graphic work for a federal agency. So they vary in what they do, but you have a SAM number, right? So you can look and see sometimes you can have nonprofits that actually compete. Not as much, but like I said, if you have a for-profit arm, this might be a great opportunity to do some services um, for directly for the federal government and have some of your profits actually support your nonprofit. I just wanted to share this as people are always asking about FedBizOps, so I want to kind of cover this for you. All right, let's go ahead and talk about foundations. Foundations are a little more tricky when it comes to research, as these oftentimes come with price tags to access the information. One of the places where you, um, I mean, just one of the best places, I love this website, is GuideStar. GuideStar is a fantastic database as the level that is free gives you lots of information. This is where information is held about organizations and about foundations. So you're able to access information about other nonprofits as well as foundations that are giving money. What is really key is that you can access much of this information for free just by signing up. Information includes address, phone, website, contact information, revenue and expense data for the current year, balance sheet data up to five years, Form 990s, annual reports, and a full listing of board of directors and, C and the CEO. You can see how valuable having this information would be when you're searching for grants or when you're looking at other organizations and saying, hey, what nonprofits similar to mine are getting funding and where are they getting the funding from? And then you can look at foundations and you can say, hey, where are they giving the found funding? Which organizations are they actually funding and for how much and in what kind of capacity? So you can find GuideStar at www.guidestar.org. All right, Foundation Directory Online. The Foundation Directory Online is the big mama of the foundation research. This is a place that has access to information on more than 140,000 foundations and includes excellent graphs and easy-to-use tools. The search engine for foundation funding includes subject areas, geographic focus, population served, organization name, and location. The main drawback to Foundation Directory Online and possibly one of the few drawbacks is that there is a fee for membership. There is a basic level, but you can't really access a lot. And, you know, then you see all this X'd out information and it drives you nuts. But the starting fee is really around, I believe, around $39 per month, upwards to $150 per month for different kinds of access. And it could even be higher than that at this point in time. So it's very um, a great resource, but it is an investment. So sometimes that's why people, hey, I'm going to, you know, hire a grant writer because they already pay for some of these services and that's included in their cost. So when you're looking for a grant writer, you might say, hey, which access do you have? You know, are you a member of Foundation Directory Online or other kinds of funding sources? Which do you have access to? So you can see what they're utilizing. So you won't have to pay for those sort of things. Other databases. Foundation Directory Online might be the dominant database out there for foundations, but that isn't to say it's the only one. 
There are many different grant databases included, um, including Christian Foundation Directory, Grant Gopher, and a myriad of others. Typically, they are not as robust as either Foundation Directory Online or GuideStar, but they may offer more customized searches specific to your nonprofit or be cheaper. So it's really when you're going to go looking around, you are going to find a lot of different databases out there now. And a lot of them do mine from Foundation Directory. So, um, but, you know, it's, it's really what you're trying to look for and what you find user-friendly. Or sometimes they might just throw that into their membership to say, hey, you know, if you're having a year retainer with us as a grant writing company, you'll also get access to our online database. And that can be really great. And they could find other things as well if they're actually mining the internet, right? Very, very large place. Or they're specifically looking at international foundations or that sort of thing. So uh, there's definitely other databases out there. And I do not get referrals from any of these. <laughs> so, But I am just letting you know this is kind of uh, what I find useful when I'm looking for grants. Okay, and websites. Websites are important to note because doing a Google search for specific foundations is absolutely fine as well. Even if you find a great foundation on Foundation Directory, direct, ooh, foundation directory Online or through GuideStar or any of the other databases, I still highly recommend checking out the foundation-specific website for up-to-date information. Furthermore, you will be able to familiarize yourself uh, with the branding and mission of the foundation by checking out their website. Or you could even do a search, uh, foundations that fund uh, soccer programs. And brrr, it's going to pop up with a bunch of stuff. <laughs> you know, and you're definitely going to have to spend some time sifting through it. But you could really get a lot of information that way. You're not going to be as streamlined as using a database, but sometimes you're going to find stuff that's not even on those databases because it's just, it's new, it's, you know, it's kind of, Doug, it's hiding somewhere deep in their website or it's not really published very well. So the other databases might not find it as easily um, as you are when you're doing a website search. But I just wanted to go ahead and definitely highlight websites. All right, social media. Here's the new one. Okay, I love this. Social media is another great way to check out what the latest happenings are with foundations. Pick some of your favorite foundations and follow them on social media to see the most up-to-date information concerning grant opportunities. Furthermore, follow other nonprofits that you want to model or that are similar to yours, but maybe in other geographic areas, and see what they're doing for fundraisers, what grants they're winning, or other innovative ways of developing partnerships or meeting the needs of their beneficiaries. You know, this is a great way to say, hey, what are they doing? And to get some really great ideas. There you have it. These are great ways to access all grant opportunities. So you have grants.gov. CFDA, uh, and FedBizOps. Those are all of your main federal resources. And then, of course, for foundations, you have Foundation Directory Online, other databases, websites, social media, and GuideStar. So these are some great places to get you started. As I stated, we will be going through each of these in more depth throughout this series so you can really get all the tips in the trade to actually find the best fit uh, found funding sources for your nonprofit, which will ultimately save you hundreds of hours. You can see how this can take a lot of time and be a full-time job. So let's go ahead and try to streamline the process for you so you can do this efficiently, effectively, and actually find the best fit funding opportunities for your nonprofit organization and get you funded. All right, guys, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. 
Thank you for listening to today's show. As always, please feel free to send me an email if you have any grant writing or funding questions to hollywego at gmail.com. If you enjoy listening to the grant writing and funding podcast, then I would love to ask you a favor. Please leave a review on iTunes or SoundCloud. Thanks again for listening and go get funded.